Welcome to the Fitfiliate Podcast, where with honesty and transparency, we talk about all things fitness, coaching, and gym ownership, so that you can feel less crazy and frustrated and alone, while you also find more freedom and make more money. And we're back with the Fitfiliate Podcast, and today we're chatting to Nathan from CrossFit Branson. How are you going, Nathan? Good, good. How are you, Lisa? Excellent. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, CrossFit Branson, where you are, what you do. Sure. All right. Yeah. CrossFit affiliate um, uh, in Branson, Missouri. Um, we've been established since 2012. Um, I bought the business in 2016 after being a, a member, um, then turned coach, then turned uh, affiliate owner, which um, if you're listening to this, you probably have pro- possibly been on that that trail, that track, uh, uh, the same. And um, yeah, that's how I kind of got started. At, started at CrossFit in general in around 2009. I was in the Coast Guard, and oh, cool. um, you know, fitness uh, wasn't a huge part of my life, but, or at least I didn't think it was, but I was very active, you know, being in the military. And then all before that, I was a avid, you know, outdoors person and not like a hunter and fisherman, but more like a mountain biker, snowboarder type. And so I used those things. Um, and that was type, you know, my, my personality. And I, I, I thought I used those things to keep me fit, joined the coast guard. And I kind of kept doing those things. And, you know, the military also has their own regiments of fitness as well. And um, I think at, at one point I was stuck at um, a small boat station for, you know, three days at a time and had to utilize the small gym that they had um, there. And I would work out with a couple buddies. And one of the buddies introduced me to CrossFit at the time. And this was like 2009. Have you ever heard of it? And so I got on online, CrossFit.com, and I started doing the dot-com workouts and reading the journal and looking at the photos and thinking that I must be doing it wrong because <laughs> it was kicking my ass. I'm like, this yep. isn't, this isn't right. Um, cause I thought I was fit, you know, uh, whatever, yep. how you know, every 24 year old man kid feels like and <laughs> come to find out like, ah, oh, no, I was, I was just doing it right. Um, and, um, got out of, got out of the coast guard, moved, did some traveling um, moved back home. And that actually, that's actually when I even, um, and that was around 2011. And that's when I actually learned that there was even affiliates. I didn't even realize there was actual CrossFit gyms. I thought it was just all online and, yep. uh, we'd make an hour drive to Springfield, Missouri to go to CrossFit Springfield. Um, wow. and then, uh, I was going to college at the time too. And I was a volunteer firefighter. So I had a lot of time on my hands, but I would, I would go to the gym, the CrossFit gym, and then immediately go to the climbing gym uh, right after it. Uh, and then CrossFit took over my life once they opened one here in my hometown. Um, and I started going there and didn't have to make the drive up to Springfield anymore and just fell in love with it. All my other kind of passions kind of went to the side and, and I, uh, I, I just stuck with, with CrossFit, got my level one in 2014 CrossFit TNT. Um, and now I have my level three and I'm waiting to, uh, waiting for that level four to come out. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, uh, something that a lot of people I think are waiting for that one. I'm keen to see what it's going to involve and how it's going to, you know, 
be assessed and evolve. So that's mm-hmm. just I, part uh, of the, the natural progression. I thought I heard that um, of, of what it was like. It's like you have to coach in front of, you know, staff. And yeah. I've, went and I've done uh, the coaches development program um, out and when CrossFit Reebok One was doing oh. it. And I think um, Denise. Oh, yeah, Denise and Austin mm-hmm. were out there doing that, and so I I would imagine maybe it's similar to something something like that. Even I'm not I'm not sure, yeah. but that yeah, was I think really I'll just cool experience. Pick a generic place and have you go coach people that you don't know necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool. So you know, in your time, you became um, been involved in CrossFit since the early days. You know, even just following it online and stuff. Um, as you move through your journey, what was it that made you your why behind wanting to become a coach and to, you know, then to have your affiliate? Like, you know, what's the, the you know, your why behind, you know, CrossFit Branson and, and for you, for doing what you do? Um, it's, it's definitely evolved um, over time. And, you know, the guys, Chuck and Tony at Fitfiliate have definitely helped me figure that out. Um, and it's not... I don't think it it's always apparent right off the bat to some people. I I think I knew I always was going to be some sort of teacher or instructor. Um, when I was getting out of the Coast Guard, I was actually looking into going into a program called National Outdoor Leadership School uh, or NOLS. And I believe they they have uh, they host all over the world, but kids come from college and get college semester credits, but they're involved in like snowboarding and sailing and climbing and mountaineering and um, skiing and, and the whole nine yards. And I was very passionate about those things and thought they have a, a leadership program where you, you go through and become an instructor. And so, um, you know, I, I always thought I was going to go kind of that direction, maybe even open a climbing gym and, and teach rock climbing. And um, and again, I found CrossFit and it took over all those passions and then realized that I actually could help way more people in a CrossFit gym than I could in a climbing gym. I feel like, you know, as, as Nietzsche as maybe CrossFit is, um, climbing, rock climbing is even more so. And you don't see a lot of people that are really needing fitness in their life, you know, whether they're overweight, um, they have other health issues, older populations, things of that nature. You don't really see them going to a climbing gym to improve those things. Um, so I slowly kind of found that out about myself and about the gym that, wow, I could actually have a lot more of an impact. Um, and I've kind of always been in that, in that role, kind of by accident, you know, a kid in high school, I was a lifeguard. Um, then I joined the Coast Guard and then became, you know, after that I was a firrefighter. So kind of just fell into those kind of roles in the first place. Yeah. Serving roles and, and, um, not thinking anything of it really just thinking like, this is who I am and what I enjoy doing. Um, and, uh, you know, Chuck and Tony have helped really start to create that into a why for me. Um, and now it's very, very apparent that of why I have the gym and it's definitely to, um, to help people live their life, to help them enjoy their life, to help them have as much freedom in their life as they possibly can and not letting their health, um, 
hold them back from anything. Yeah, and that's really cool. I think most people who, when we open our affiliates, it's kind of that, well, as one person I can only help so many people, but if I open the doors and we can, you know, have many, many more people that we can genuinely help and help and care for. So that's that's awesome. And um, working like like I do, which is how we met through affiliate, and um, really clarifying that why can be quite a powerful um, activity to do, and keep refining it and keep being rem- reminded of what the why is a lot of the time. So if we're looking you know, your history in, in owning the affiliate and it's probably going to be hard for you to narrow this down to like one thing. What do you think your biggest win has been in since you've, you know, been involved, since you've owned CrossFit Branson, the biggest win for you? Um, to, to have the doors still open after 10 years. Yeah. Um, it's definitely been a, a labor of love and that's why I've reached out to Fitfiliate to help keep the doors open because of how important I know this whole thing is and, um, you know, not giving up on it, not quitting, uh, uh, you know, so that's the same thing as keeping the doors open, just not quitting on it because I know how important it is. I, I would say that is the, um, for me personally, the biggest thing because I Typically, I, I have a tendency to like throw my arms up and be like, I'm out, I'm, I'm moving on, I'm doing something different. Um, but establishing that why um, has kept me coming back and fighting, um, fighting for this. So I think, uh, yeah, keeping the doors open, you know, now it, I, I haven't owned it for 10 years, but essentially, you know, it was established in 2012 and I took over and, you know, this, this year will be its, its 10th year, you know, in, in some sort of fashion of being, of being CrossFit Branson. So I'd say that would be a, a pretty big win. Yeah. And particularly over the last couple of years, um, yeah. yep. I guess I, a bit like you, I would always like, no, that's it. Close the doors. I'm out. I've had enough. But when we got locked, closed for the lockdown period in COVID, and I had to hand out the gear to members and roll down the doors. I was like, okay, I'm not ready for this to be done. Like, I'm not ready for this to happen. I was like, and it really cemented for me that, you know, why and the way, you know, the tribe came together. I know it did for a lot of affiliates around the place, but that really does cement that. And um, like you, I bought an affiliate and we're 10 this year as well. I haven't had it for 10 years, but you sort of think, well, we're we're not small in the space, you know, and it's, you think about all the lives that that affiliate legacy has changed and, you know, that's definitely a big big win that you can chalk up for sure. You've impacted a lot of lives in many ways. That's Mostly essentially positive. why I, I, when I met uh, Chuck and Tony for Fit Philly, yeah. it is, is during, was during COVID, during our shutdown and I was questioning... <laughs> I was questioning whether I was going to give it another, another go, another shot. You know, we lost 25% of our membership and I'm like, maybe I just don't even, you know, go back. And they, uh, they really started around that time. I I've been following a little bit, but it seemed like I was following them even more that summer. And, uh, and I'd, I'd had experience with mentors in the past and it, it hadn't really worked and nothing, nothing would change some improvements here and there, but nothing like, you know, with the guys. And, um, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up on this yet. And so, yeah, that's awesome. And that's, you know, that's the power of having people in your corner who not just genuinely invested in the, the business, but invested in like Nathan, the person and, yeah. and, and 
helping you understand that if you don't uh, feel good about what you're doing and how you're doing it, then the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. It's all going to fall away. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking about Fitfiliate, we've, we've both been involved with them for, for quite a while now. Um, we talk a lot in Fitfilly about the four freedoms that, you know, through entrepreneurship and business ownership, you know, we want to be able to have, and that's time, relationships, money, and freedom of purpose so that we can do the things that we want to do. How do you feel like you're, like, through your work in the affiliate and that you're developing in those four freedoms? Like, what's what's the most powerful sort of change that you've experienced? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I really, um, cherish, you know, my freedom. I've, uh, I've, um, um, was, uh, uh, want to be nomad for, for, uh, for, for a long time being in the kind of outdoor scene and community, you know, you, you hear of long trips and adventures and expeditions and, you know, the whole van life is as popular as is now. Um, you know, I've been involved and seen that over the course of the last 20 years um, has have always, you know, uh, I've always wanted to live in a van down by the river, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, if you follow your Instagram, you'll see that you spend a lot of time down there. Yeah, in, 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 a, in a sort of van down by the river. Yeah, and, sort of. Um, so, and, and Chuck and Tony, you know, speaking of like getting to know Nathan, you know, have learned that about me and um have made sure that they are reminding me of 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 why i'm doing and so and what what i'm doing because of why i why i'm doing it and so the the biggest thing they've tried to help me with is keeping my freedom protected and focusing me on delegating the roles to others and getting out of my way of growing the business and and respecting that and, um, so that, that's been one of the biggest changes, um, with them that I've seen, um, is, is getting me to relinquish my hats and, and give responsibility to, to other people, um, to continue to have the freedom, um, that I want. Will I ever be able to live in the back of the truck for, you know, six months at a time? I don't know. I have a one-year-old now. Um, so yeah. I, I can't completely go nomad Nate, uh, on her, but maybe I'd take her with me, you know, and, uh, and still have the gym running. Um, and, and so that, that could be a goal. That could be, you know, something that, that I work towards now. And at first it was like, no, you're stuck here forever. And now, you know, you start to see light at the end of the tunnel on, wow, I do have these freedoms and the things that I'm working for is, is staying in track with that. Yep. Is um how did you how did you find that um process of delegating stuff out and, and learning to let go of things and, and empower other people to do and trust them to do the things that you needed done that you could then go, Hey, I'm going in the van today, I'm gonna spend the day down by the river with my with my one year old and be okay with that. Um through actually doing it. So just like we would tell any of our clients that come in the door you know, and they, they look for motivation or they need more motivation um, or they, they, they don't seem that they can get themselves off the couch and, and actually do something about it because they don't have any motivation. Well, none of that comes um, without doing. So the, 
the challenge would be from them to actually, yeah, hey, by this time next week, you need to have this person in this role and them holding me accountable. Um, so with that accountability, I, I, you know, felt forced to be like, hey, I might not feel like this person is going to be able to do this job as good as I can, but I'm they've challenged me and I'm going to challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone, just like we would challenge any of our clients in working out. And I would just put somebody in the role, whether I liked it or not. And, um, and sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Sometimes it was a bad choice of a person I put in a role and, you know, but you know, when it does work, you're like, oh, this is why I'm going to keep doing this because this is, this is the way, this is what I need to do. Um, you're, you're always going to have, you know, this is not the best fit for the job for this person. And you just find a new person. Um, but yeah, actually just doing the thing, just putting a person to coach, putting a person to answer the phone, putting a person to clean, um, and actually just hiring them to do it and then stepping back and then go enjoy yourself and then come back like, Oh, the floors get clean. Oh, they did get clean. Oh, okay. It worked. And just creating that action, just doing it. Yeah. And the only way that happened is with them holding me accountable and they're like uh, unlike any other mentorship that i've had is their accountability is actually really high like we meet with them once a week and i've yeah. never i've never done that and um i think that that has helped uh one of the another main thing that's helped a lot is you uh you don't have a month to like do nothing, you know, yeah. and scrape together. It's like week by week, you're having to make some change. Um, but and yeah, there's a lot of power in the to do to do list. Is like when you just have to say done or not done, and not say oh I didn't mm -hmm. do it because of X Y Z reason. And then it's like if that same thing's appeared for a couple of weeks, it's like okay, why? What's what are you doing? And why mm -hmm. aren't you doing that? And it's right. yeah, it's there's a lot of power in that. Particularly they when just, you're the boss and you don't have to answer to anybody. Like nobody knows if I don't do this report this week. It's like you can just. Right. They're holding you, know. you accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And because, yeah, being your own boss, you don't have anybody, you know, you could sleep in, you could do all the things, you not write that check that you need to not, you know, create that standard operating procedure that you don't, you don't need to. And it only just keeps you in that little bubble that, you know, of comfort. You need to have that person pushing you to get out of that that comfort zone often. Just like, and it's no different than we tell all of yeah. our all of our clients as well. Yeah. So it's like well, taking some of your own medicine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. But it's coaches need coaches, really. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we need someone to guide us and not to tell us what to do, which is the beauty of what they do, but to ask us the right questions to make us realize that we actually and that's have what the they answer. do that's another thing they ask they get to again they get to know you like you've said and they they mm -hmm. they ask you the the right questions because they get to know you and who you are um so they're able to ask those questions and make you yeah. think um think differently or think about the answer instead of them just here it is yeah here's, here's a cookie cutter model mm -hmm. so <clears throat> No, after all your experiences, like the last six years you've owned, um, is it six years? Five, six, six years? Yeah, 14, yep. 16, 16. So, so four. of all the things that you're doing now, what's something that if you were to look back and reflect that you wish you'd done sooner? 
Um, oof. probably we just we just got in. It's a huge discussion in our group right now, but um, the on ramping process. Um, I've gone back and forth from PT first to group model foundation classes to um, back and forth between those and constantly i mean i i started i mean i think i had a group foundations class at one point for like 50 bucks for like a whole month like 12 classes for yeah. 50 dollars at one point um i think when i first opened or first bought the gym that was it so and now i'm at you know a 1500 dollar um diagnostics uh price point on-ramp style pt on-ramp style um so i probably doing that sooner. Um, probably doing that a long time ago, um, would have been, um, something getting, getting away from the, um, group sense and filling the classes and just getting sign up memberships, getting away from that and then focusing more individual, like each person that sits down in front of me, um, getting to know them more, creating a better relationship with them than just trying to, sign people up and get them into classes, sign people up and get them into classes. Um, yep. Cause that can turn into a bit of a real revolving door. Just, right. Yep. And it did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it did, it has, um, it's still, you know, in the works, so it's not, um, you know, completely that. Uh, but I think what has gotten me here, you know, to that point is like that revolving door, like I'm tired of seeing it revolve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's a hard road then because you're like, well, I need to find more people to replace the people that are going in and going out. You just don't have that stability as well mm -hmm. of consistent people and actually getting giving them giving themselves an opportunity to improve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, when I first opened, I was like any – I had zero business um, insight. You know, I went to school for geography. So, um, you know, I didn't know, I, I just knew I loved CrossFit and I thought everybody would love CrossFit. So I just wanted to fill the gym and yep. we, we, it, it'd get fill and then it, we'd be empty and then it'd get full again and then it'd be empty. And, um, you know, it, that, that was, that was, that was draining. That that's one of the hardest, hardest parts because at no point you know every person that walks in the door you're giving them every bit of you whether they actually want to give every bit of themselves or not so yeah so if you were starting again on um day one um you know what's one piece of advice mm. you're giving to yourself another one i would i would have hired chuck and tony immediately right off the bat <laughs> this before you even coach yes to get you asking those questions right off the bat and learning about yourself and learning about your, why you're doing this. Um, and I, I, I probably went at least like two years before two to three years before I, I started seeking out some help. Um, you know, cause I thought I could do it myself. I'm like, I can figure this out. How complicated can this be? And and then came to realize like, wow, there's a lot more to this than, you know, teaching an air squat. And um, so, yeah, if, uh, another thing I would I would get a coach um, way would have gotten a coach way sooner and probably, you know, you're going to make mistakes, but 
minimize the amount of state mistakes. They they mention all the time that, you know, what you could do in six years, why can't you do it in one year? Um, and you know, a lot of that, a lot of that could have happened a lot quicker and sooner if I would have asked for specifically for their help. Um, cause I did, I, I had other mentors, but, um, another, you know, gym gurus that are out there and everything and, and, but none of them compared to, um, actually like the relationship building that, that Fitfilia does. Yeah. And that's, that's been a powerful shift as well is having that, um, that it's okay to, to try things and, and that they not work and you can bounce ideas around rather than, you know, having that, um, someone just said, you know, this is the perfect way to run the affiliate because your affiliate in, um, Branson is very different to my affiliate and the way that, you know, things work for you might, would not work in my gym and the same as vice versa. So it's mm-hmm. good to have that, you know, okay, we're looking at you as your whole, not the, you know, just here's, here's an affiliate model, here's best, put all this in. Because, I mean, I've tried those things as well and you go, oh, this doesn't work for me or this, and then you feel a bit like a failure because it didn't work. Yeah, well, it should work. It's worked for everybody else. So, you know, that's the power in that. And also, you know, um, having those conversations that make you go, oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't do that. I did do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> talking about the affiliate and, and getting back to those full freedoms, and, you know, I know from, you know, um, getting to know you and, and looking at your, your socials as well, like your time away is that you, you protect that fiercely. Do you find that um, you've also developed more um, scope or ability or bandwidth to look at the the freedom of your purpose now and look into areas, you know, expanding what you do beyond just the affiliate, looking at all the opportunities to help people because you've got that base behind you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, the more that I can get out of my business, um, and, and I mean, and help other people and other things like, so we have our Avengers group so that, you know, I'm not, if I'm not tied to my business, I have more time to help other affiliate owners, um, like yourself and like our other group that, you know, the other, the others that are in our group, you know, I have time to be able to dedicate to them and, and help you guys. Um, this year we've got a couple charity events that I'm wanting to do in the community, um, and put together. So getting out of, out of the way of my business and not being stuck in here, giving my freedom gives me time to, um, you know, develop, you know, those things in the community, um, that I want to do. Um, it also gives me more freedom to, you know, I'm looking at, investing into commercial real estate right now. Um, so that gives me more time to head into that, that venture, uh, as well. All those, all those things to that, you know, where at one point I thought I was just going to be teaching squats, um, (laughs) and the entire time didn't realize and understand that I was building something way bigger, um, the entire time, um, than myself, than the gym, uh, yeah, so that that uh, that's been eye opening in the last you know six to six to eight months as well. Yeah, I guess Nomad Nathan didn't really think about becoming a commercial real estate. Right, like how <laughs> do I spend more time in a van down by the river? Oh, it's you know spending less time working in your business, um, 
and more time working on your business so that you can, you know, keep expanding, keep getting out of the way. Yeah. Awesome. Um, in your time, over your experience, what would you say, and it's probably a, a really big question, but, you know, what's the biggest mistake that you've made that you feel in, you know, the time that you've had been, you know, in CrossFit in the, in the business? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of a reactive person, kind of, I yep. am a reactive person. Um, so they, you know, things that I'm learning with them is, is being proactive is figuring out if things are problems or if they're really problems or I'm just making them a problem and then trying to be a few steps ahead of things that are in my business. So I'm, I'm proactively trying to work on things instead of reactively working on things. So I've done a lot of stuff throughout my business, very, uh, throughout my time that I've owned, it's very reactive and very emotionally driven. Mm. Um, and so those, those mistakes, you know, have, have cost me, um, you know, whether it's making, you know, quick decision on hiring, quick decision on firing, quick decisions on spending money in this direction or not spending money in this direction. Um, you know, and not taking any like actual metrics to make those decisions and making those decisions based on feelings. Um, so there's tons of ways to track gym numbers out there and I hate numbers. <laughs> so <laughs> the guys have like gotten me to dive into my numbers a lot more and more. And so that helps not making reactive decisions. Um, I still do, and I'm still working on working on it. Um, but it, it does, it has given me a more of a sense uh, of comfort having those metrics in front of me, um, that I can look at and then make decisions based on that instead of how I'm feeling, because I wear my motions on my sleeve with my members, with my team, team members here. And, you know, so do they, they share, everybody shares their own feelings. And so when people are sharing feelings and my feelings get involved, and then now you're making decisions based on that and not based on actual things. So that's been a pretty, you know, big mistakes um, in my past of making emotional, uh, emotional decisions instead of based on um, actual tangible things and the guys have helped me like try to learn me out of that bad habit (laughs) because it's it's hard to get comfortable in the space of sitting with something and learning to respond and not react and I'm a lot like you where I just like go into full you know as Tony often says chasing squirrel mode trying to Mm -hmm. control things but learning now when something comes in sit on it and Mm -hmm. then respond to it don't just react and Mm -hmm. take the emotion out of it and the you know the any feelings that you have about, you know, what it is. It's just here it is and look at it as a fact and, okay, how do I deal with that in the best interest? Mm-hmm. So it, it's hard. It's a hard skill, isn't it? It's so it's so difficult, yeah. Yeah, but we're all getting better at it. Patience, um, patience. So how are you um, working to overcome that? Is it just through, you know, being conscious of the metrics, being reminded of it or...? 
Well, you're only going to, you know, it's like boxing. You're only going to get punched in the face so many times before you're like, I have to fix something. (laughs) You know, when you get boxing is one of those things you get punched right in the face, you immediately regret, regret your decision. Um, it, it, they, you, um, you know, it's, it's only, you only want that to happen to you so many times. And then you're like, I got to do something about this. And so, you know, that's just, <laughs> I've gotten, like, got punched in the face <laughs> a, enough that um, I'm, I guess I'm kind of, I learned the hard way. I learned yeah. by doing, um, I learned by um, being habitual about something. And, um, and again, yeah, I learned by um, through pain and suffering. I, and, and at a certain point, you don't want to get hit anymore. And so you start, okay, this is the ninth time this has happened. I have to make a decision. Um, that's, that's better next time. And so it's, I'm a a slow learner, I guess I've got, you know, I get punched in the face a lot and be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And, uh, um, but so, so I, and I keep moving, um, towards, towards this. Yeah. Like, having that patience, like you said, taking a step back, trying to think about the decision before making it, um, is how, how I've, I've tried to try to overcome that and, and why I've, why I've felt that I needed to overcome it. Yeah, that's awesome. So before we wrap up, there's a lot of affiliate owners that, you know, follow the podcast and are watching or listening. What's one piece of advice that you feel like that you could give an affiliate owner that might be, you know, spinning the wheels a bit or, you know, wondering about their purpose, what's a piece of advice you could give them? Uh, one, um, you know, asking about their own beliefs and, and what type of person they, they want to be and who they think they want to be. Um, if you don't see yourself as as a CrossFit gym owner and you don't believe that you're a CrossFit gym owner, you don't believe you have a higher purpose of, of helping people. It's going to be really hard um, for you to, when you get in a situation of, of desperate times to keep going. Um, but if you can, you know, learn about yourself and learn exactly who you want to be and what you want and your, your reasons why, and we can, we circle back around to that again, then, then that's gonna, that's gonna help you. And if, you know, be honest with yourself, if you're like, I really don't care if I'm a CrossFit affiliate owner, like I don't, it, I don't, I can find something else to do then you know, stop the suffering, <laughs> you know, yeah. move on. But you know, you need to be, you need to be, um, be honest with yourself, uh, and, 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 and learn about yourself and whether you want to, you want to do this or not. And if, if it's something you want to do, like make the investment, get the help. It's, it's painful, um, to do that, but I'm going to, I'm I guarantee you'll learn to then also start asking that of your clients. And when you start doing it yourself, making investments into yourself, asking for the help, you'll demand it from your, your clients, you'll expect it from your clients. And then that's only going to bring the level of you and your business up again. Yeah. Fantastic. That's a wise sage advice there, Nathan, after all of the the punches to the face. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks. That seems like a good note to wrap up on. Thanks for your time today, Nathan. Been awesome to chat to you. Absolutely. Um, Keep being awesome.
Thank you, Lisa.